Welcome to the 134th edition of Make Pro Wrestling Majestic again. I am Tiger Heights. And I'm Peanut Gallery. And I got the mics working so they don't sound like absolute ass. And that is great. So, <laughs> uh, so before we really get into the nitty gritty, let's talk about some soapbox. Because there were a couple of things on this show that we should A, probably address, and B, talk about. Uh, because Raw, uh, this is just a regular Raw, so it was a one point. 464 million instead of the 1.751 and a 0.44 demo instead of a 0.6. But just remember, last week was a day one. Yeah. So there was a lot happening on that show. Yep. The main event was actually pretty good. Uh, it looks like Co- Cody Rhodes and Shinsuke Nakamura are done with this mini feud. If they continue it, then that's going to be a problem because they shouldn't. Right. Ivar and Otis had a surprisingly good match. We had a Actually, a very good women's tag team champion match. And I want to talk about that because that's the kind of stuff that's going to put the entire division back on the map. Mm -hmm. They need good matches. And we had two consecutive good matches with the women's tag division. Right. So if they continue on that line, then we're going to be good within this because heaven, Lord knows that it definitely needs some TLC. Uh. And let's talk about also Judgment Day because it's sort of odd on who's a babyface and who's a heel because Rhea Ripley is getting pretty much the best chance out of all of them. She's like a pseudo babyface. Yeah. But the entire group, especially with Dominic, are heels. Yep. And everything that our truth touches is gold in every facet. Right. This segment that he did the little interview was awesome Mm -hmm. it was so damn funny (laughs) he is the best spokesman and especially when he said live laugh love i rolled i died on the floor rolling it was so good if you haven't watched it peanut gallery go out of your way and watch this it was so good well that's why they keep him around i guess right no kidding so let's talk about nxt NXT had a 722,000 instead of a 7, uh, 768, and then a 0.21 instead of a 0.25. So they still held up quite well, yeah. uh, you know, without the special. Yeah. Uh, Obafemi, new guy. I think he's from Nigeria. Uh, he won the North American champion, yep. so now Dragon Lee can go back up to the main roster. And not have to worry about holding an NXT championship. I like Obafemi a lot. He He is like... Everything you want. The guy is young. He's hungry. He's ready to learn. Yep. And he was an NIL. So there you go. There That's how are. successful this NIL program is. And he is being raised in the system, which is what WWE is known for. Yes. Uh, Cora Jade and uh, Gigi Dolan had a fucking awful match. This match was the pits. And apparently now Cora's hurt again. Oh, great. This poor girl cannot catch a fucking break, no. can she? Like, seriously, at Isn't this all. like her third injury now? Yeah, this is like her third injury. I do not know the extent of the injury, though. So right. it could be something minuscule, or it could be something absolutely horrendous. We just don't know. Right. But it just seems like anytime that she comes back, she just gets hurt again, and it, it sucks. It does. Yeah, it does. And Nikita Lyons, the whole... The whole thing with Nikita is off. Like, there's Bloom is off the rose with her. She's she's kind of trash. Yeah. I don't know what it was with this injury, but somehow she became worse 
Yeah. Since her, she's probably got a little bit of ring rust. Probably. I'll give it a chance. I'll, yeah. I'll give it a couple of weeks, but as of right now, I have not been impressed. NWA. This is the final Robarts show. Okay. Thank Christ. And how they, the only thing that I will say, the uh, main event was actually pretty okay because they kept Jack Stane fairly strong. I want to address how they uh, handled the women's tag team championship match because it sucked in every way. Hmm. They had, because uh, one of them was sick. Right, she, got, okay. she got really, really sick with the flu, so she wasn't even there. Right. So instead of pulling off some bullshit with Pretty Empowered or have uh, 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 Kenzie Page do double duty, right. they have a two-on-one handicap match. That doesn't make any sense. No, no, hold on. But this is how this worked. Usually, if you want to do this, you have the babyface be the person, right? Right. Because then the babyface has to overcome the odds. Right. But this was the heel, and the heel needed shenanigans. But that was justified because it was a two-on-one handicap match. Right. Instead of waiting to do this title match, they decide to do it. Hmm. Why bother doing it at all? Right. <sighs> anyway, other than that, there isn't really a whole lot that happened here. I'm just glad that they're going to be going out of this Robarts shit because it's starting to piss me off immensely. Oh, that's good. Uh, Dynamite Homecoming. Uh, this was... So I like the set. I, I really did like it. Uh, the, the ratings, though, they were really bad. Oh, uh, boy. 791 instead of 801 and a .29 demo instead of a .21. So they did actually really well on demo, mm-hmm. but they went less than 800,000 people watching the show in a clip. Oh, boy. I mean, what else can they do? Like, they have to put on a mega show to get any sort of attention. Right. Now, if they want to hover around this, it's fine. But right. stop taking shots at WWE. You're right. not going – you're not even sniffing them. Yeah, not Hell, going to win. Jinder Mahal, man. The third – He's the hero that we all don't need. Right? Give him the world title. Like, seriously, give him the world title. Might as well. (laughs) Jesus Christ. He was the biggest thing there, and everybody just, I mean, he ratioed the company. He did. And it's amazing. But anyways, let's talk about what actually happened on the show. Let's not talk about what happened on. Uh, Darby Allen and Sting, once again, they're continuing to waste Sting's precious name here with random-ass tag matches that mean absolutely nothing. Well, that's to be expected at this point. Father, uh, Darby Allen apparently got hurt a neck injury, and guess what he did? He still wrestled the match. Why? And they threw him around like a rag doll, literally. Yeah, and he landed neck wham right on his damn neck. Like people complain to me about, oh my god, why did they do this? Why didn't they have Charlotte Flair uh, continue the match with a leg injury or an arm injury with Brian Danielson? There is a huge difference between an arm injury and a neck injury. Yeah. This fucks you up for life. This one might bother you for like a minute. And yeah. I've had both. Right. And there is a big difference, like nerve endings. Yeah. Major, major, like you can literally die of veins. Right. And also legitimately, like you cannot get paralyzed by an arm injury. You might well, have a partial I mean, paralysis. Right. But you can still use your other arm and leg. Right, because it's not that important to, like, your overall nervous system. Right, there's a reason why these are the things that are moving around. 
These are the things to protect here. Right. So losing an arm isn't the end of the world. But losing, you you die. This is death. (laughs) So Darby Allen getting thrown around where his neck snapped and people just, whatever, is absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Anyways. Uh. Uh, the uh, the Brody Lee's tribute matches, both of them were kind of trash. Unfortunately, they need to dig him up and rape him because Jay Briscoe's already filled up to the brim with Tony Tony Khan's cum. Yep, I mean it's like you know if they can't if they can't take advantage of Jay Briscoe, they might as well do it with another dead guy. Exactly. Um, but uh, I, I will. I'm going to be positive. The opener was good. I did like the Hangman Page Claudio Castagnoli match. So I'm going to be I'm I'm going to be positive. Positive. Oh, and then the Young Bucks returned. They look like amateur porn stars. I swear to Christ, if that is Sting's last match ever in a tag match against the fucking Young Bucks, I'm going to be pissed because that sounds like it's going to be ass. It probably is. That's Horrible. It's gonna be a spot fest like, ass match. Like I'm, I'm not saying you know bring in Ric Flair for right. his final match because Ric Flair. I mean, I, did you see his workout video that he posted? Like the dude is doing good work right now. Uh, but let's not do that. No. But maybe like somebody from his past. Maybe like something in TNA. Maybe, right. Maybe not Angle, but maybe like Jeff Jarrett or something. Right. That would that would at the very least for me make more sense than another tag match. But, to be honest, what, but whatever. I at this point, do you really expect anything else? Yes, I want this AEW to be good. I don't know why people think that. No, it, no, but do you expect it? No. To, yeah, exactly. No, I, I, I so don't. Your expectation, yeah. I don't expect. It. I just want it to. Oh, be Oh, I know. And finally, SmackDown. We have to address uh, the the injury. Yep. So obviously, the Aust- um, Austin Theory and Carmelo Hayes, both of them landed on their damn heads. And guess what WWE did? They stopped, they stopped the fucking the match. match. Clapping. But there is a huge difference between this. It was a scary moment. They literally fell on their damn heads. Yeah. Um, but both of them are okay. I did not hear anything about concussions or nerve damage or anything. So okay. this is good, but this is a precaution. Right. Thank God. You stop the match if things are not if things are not jiving. Oh, uh, it was really fun. I do want to address this because I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Um, somebody, because they're morons, they brought up, oh, uh, they continued to show when Owen Hart died and somebody rebutted that they let Owen finish the match. <laughs> 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 you know, people are assholes. But that, that was on my TikTok, by the way. Follow the TikTok. Outside of that, nothing else really happened. And of course, he didn't cover Impact because this is the last one where Impact. Yes, yeah, Impact. Impact did not have a show. They did a preview for Hard to Kill, which we will be covering. But uh, the main event was once again the Bloodline in a match against the three challengers in the Fatal Four Way. Okay. Uh, it's starting to get kind of old because yeah. once again, Jimmy Uso was the one who ate the pin. Yep. This is the third week in the row that happened. But it looks like they're moving away from that because they beat up and basically took out the bloodline the entire thing. So right. at least there's a difference there. Yep. Maybe keep them off of TV for a week because I think not next week, but the week after is the Royal Rumble. Yes. So at the very least, we can do yeah. something there is, different there. Is there is no pay-per-view this next week. Okay, perfect. But uh, other than that, there wasn't really a whole lot there that was going on. Oh, uh, the I, I don't know why I keep saying this, but I'm like, oh, yeah, the faction. Karrion Cross and AOP have a name for their faction. Yeah. It's the final 
testament. Which is pretty good. I like it. But why somebody bitched to me about, oh, having a name for a tag team or a faction doesn't matter. It does matter. Yeah. It matters a lot. It does. It shows it, unity. It, it gives the it gives that group an identity. Right. Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits still do not have a name, and it bothers the crap out of me. And I said, would the Hurt Business be as impactful as they were in their brief amount of time if they weren't called the Hurt Business? Right. Names are important. Yeah. And having that faction name is a perfect example of unity because now I'm going to associate the final testament with all through like all five of the people, including right. Scarlet and right. uh, Paul Ellering. Right. Damage control would not feel as a unified group without the name damage control. Right. It people are so dumb. I don't get it. Anyways. Anyway, so that's my spiel. I got it all out of my system, and I feel better personally. Now, okay, good. Next, Peanut Gallery. What are we talking about? We're going to talk about the increasingly crowded WrestleMania main event field. All right. There was, there was a lot there. All right. We are back. Peanut Gallery. What does, what does WrestleMania looking like? I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, a few weeks ago, it was pretty evident that there was a scenario in which either Roman Reigns, or not Roman Reigns, in which either Cody Rhodes or CM Punk was going to win the Rumble, mm -hmm. with the other one winning Elimination Chamber, to have the match at Mania, where Punk would face Rollins, and um, Cody would face Reigns. Right. But a couple of things were happening that... Kind of muddy the waters a little now, bit. Now, luckily, they did ratify this modification, essentially, with basically taking AJ Styles, Randy Orton, and LA Knight out of the Rumble completely. Right. But but there are other players that are coming into play now. And right. we have to talk about the most notable figure being The Rock, who obviously is returning with the intention of challenging, at some point in time, Roman Reigns. For control of the bloodline. To what I am hearing, that's going to be the match for um, Elimination Chamber with Reigns. I've heard opposite stories. Now, you see, I, I think that would be the best place for The Rock right. and Reigns because this is going to be a brand new market and they got to have some sort of marquee like Roman Reigns and Logan Paul when right. they went back to Saudi Arabia. Right. However, I don't really know what... I mean, I mean what if The Rock wins? Because obviously it's a scenario in which... The Rock might have to win this match, and if it's for the title, that's going to mess things up. So I really don't know what their intention is. If it's with this, if this match is going set to, of if, if this match is going to be a WrestleMania, then The Rock has to win. If Elimination Chamber is the destination for this match, mm -hmm. you can have Reigns win, and it would not be that big of a deal. And there could also be a scenario in which the WWE Universal Champion is a side within the Elimination Chamber, and then someone other than Roman Reigns wins that match. But we just don't know who that. We just don't know what. I, mean, I hope. Just, I hope that's not the scenario because that would be such a disappointing way of ending right. Roman Reigns. Reign. But but it's it's such a. I don't I don't know how to explain it because it really does muddy the waters a little bit. We thought that we had this in the bag. We thought that we knew exactly what a WrestleMania. Yeah, we thought we we, we thought Cody Rhodes should he should have won, and he right. should have. But again, we don't know what WrestleMania's main event looks like now that The Rock is involved. Now, I'm if if I was a betting man, I would 
definitely say Rock Reigns at elimination because they need to draw the crowd over there, but then have Reigns and Rhodes again because it's just the most logical thing for me. Right. But that's just if I was a betting man. I don't know what the scenario is, but I think that's why this is as good as it is. Right. Because Because now there is a monkey wrench in it, and there are so many other players that could play into this, but... You know, I think of the biggest storylines going into Mania are going to be Cody Rhodes wanting to finish the story. Um, Seth Rollins and CM Punk are obviously that, on that, a that has that has to be on, the they're on a trajectory at some point in time to have a match, and The Rock obviously is there to meddle around in the affairs of Roman Reigns and company. Right, and the thing too is that we don't have to look at just wrestlemania we can look after wrestlemania as well but with all the rumors that roman reigns is leaving after wrestlemania then we have to take into account the fact that the main event could not could be a little more complicated than what we have initially thought i understand but the thing is is that it's hard to look past wrestlemania because wrestlemania is the stop. Right. This it they start with fresh new stuff yeah. after Mania usually. Yeah. So this is why the emphasis right now is between Royal Rumble, Elimination Chamber, WrestleMania. Right. And all the shows that are in between those three premium live events. Right. That's why those are the focus. Right. Um, and and you know, like I said, it's very muddy at this point. We just don't know what WWE's now short not- and medium range plans are for this. now when i when when i hear muddy in this situation it's not a negative this is no. actually quite a positive because then it's not as predictable right what you can do with not only two world champions but all of these people essentially cross promotional everything yeah. you can do a lot with it right and there are certainly other players that could insert themselves into any number of storylines. It just goes to show that— Because remember, we have, we have three months. I yeah. mean, we have, we have at least three months of storytelling time, and especially right. with Raw three hours, pay-per-views, uh, you know, and also SmackDown two hours. That's a lot of time to develop something good. So they, right. they, have, they have time. I'm sure they know. But yeah. They have time to really nick this right out of the park. Right. And what I like about it, too, is that this is kind of the difference between the McMahon era and the Levesque era. Like, whereas McMahon, it was a little more predictable as to what their long-term storytelling was. Levesque is kind of muddying the waters a little bit for us because, like, well, everyone knows what the end game is going to be. So let's uh, right. let's stir the pot here a little bit and bring the rock in for a little little uh, yeah. action here around Mania season. Yeah, um, I, I, I understand that world champion with something other than the world champion, which you know, honestly, is something that needs to be addressed. Like, okay, well, The Rock obviously might not be as interested in the title as maybe someone like uh, Cody would be. Right. So um, another scenario could be where Reigns pulls double duty. He loses night one to Cody. Cody. And then he loses night two to The Rock. That's true. You can do that. Um, And remember, we're not even considering, because right now we basically eliminated AJ, Randy, and LA from the Royal Rumble, but that's only the Royal Rumble. They could win the Elimination Chamber match, and that would be the other challenger too. So they are technically still in the picture of 
uh, WrestleMania yeah. and Elimination Chamber, but they're not there with the Royal Rumble, which is, I think is great. Right. And it's showing me something a little bit different because they obviously want to keep the baby faces incredibly strong. Yes, because right now you have two, you have two pretty credible heels. I mean, I, I would call, I would not call um, Seth Rollins a heel per se, maybe an anti-hero, but he's obviously going up against a much more popular CM Punk at the moment in, in terms of the long-term story. They're, they're not doing anything there yet because it no. looks like, it looks like Punk is going to have a program with McIntyre, which is fine. Um, and then obviously with Rollins facing gender, that could be something a little more long-term mm-hmm. uh, because you could set that up in many of different ways and, and, and put gender back on there. like gender, obviously it wasn't planned, but gender all of a sudden became very popular in the wrestling, in wrestling circles because... Because he ratioed a whole company right. basically into oblivion, <laughs> into a laughing stock. Now right. people don't even like Tony Khan. I think it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, and I heard Tony Khan was also fine. But again... There's a lot that WWE is working with going into WrestleMania. Wait, did you say he was fined? Yeah, he was by I think by um uh by uh 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 uh, uh Brian Danielson because he's because Brian Danielson's kind of that enforcer now. Huh. Yeah. Anyways, but Tony Khan's the owner of the. Well, I mean, Shahid is the owner of the. Right. Anyway, go ahead. He's playing with daddy's money. Anyways, but, <laughs> um, there's a lot going into this WrestleMania that really needs to be taken into consideration now that there are. A lot. I feel like there are a lot of stars in the making there's, as well. Like there, there are a lot like, of stars. Like the Miz and um, our Truth are quickly gaining popularity. We have Gunther, who yeah. we haven't even considered, even though he's Intercontinental Champion. He could theoretically win the Royal Rumble and yeah. face Rollins. Um, you know, uh, I mean, got LA Knight, of course, still on a roll, and they want to keep him strong. He's, he's incredibly strong. Randy Orton is pretty much in the best shape of his career and yep. doing awesome work. AJ Styles with the a pseudo heel turn yep. and being a totally different AJ and then once again amazing ass shape right. and they're keeping him really strong. Shinsuke Nakamura, Jay which, Uso, yep. main event Jay Uso, main event Jay Uso. I mean, there is there's a lot of star power to consider look going at, into Mania. Look season. at look at all of these parts and pieces. Look at what's happening. Right. Look at that. Like just that collection. This is just off the top of our head. Right. right? So, you know, we're not even the, considering the depth of the rosters at all. <laughs> yeah, we're not. And we're not even thinking about maybe people from NXT. Right. Who but, could make a splash. And I mean, there is just so much to consider going into WrestleMania. And I think that's that, what's that, exciting right yeah, now. And, and it, like I said, it muddied the water quite a bit when The Rock came in. So I did want to address it because it it is a, it is a, it, it's good to not have that predictability. At the end of the yep. day, I think that, you know, WWE especially has been guilty of this where things were pretty predictable, even if they were good, but now things are still good, but they're getting a little more unpredictable, I think, than we realize. I get it. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I that's have, all I'd say. Yeah, I have nothing else. I think we kind of hit that right on the head yep. on where it's going because I have no idea. Anyway, so when we come back, hard we're going to be kill. covering Hard to Kill. All right, we are back. Peanut Gallery, we had... Hard to kill. Yes, and it was TNA hard to kill. Um, initial vibes. Pretty good. What are you digging? Um, I'm digging. I like the stadium that they were in. Yep. They actually did manage to fill it. Yep. The uh, lighting was much better. Yep. The tunnel was really cool. Yeah. I really like that. A little homage to the whole TNA vibe. Yep. Um, it was. It was just overall everything about it felt different and yep. special. The presentation was notably better as well. One hundred percent. But let's get into our first match. This is the first match of the TNA era. 
they had to knock this out of the park, and I think they did a pretty did damn a pretty good, good job. job. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Tasha Steeles, Alicia Edwards, Giselle Shaw, Judy Fred, uh, Jody Fred, excuse me, Zaya Brookside, who signed with the company, yeah. and then uh, Danny Luna. Mm-hmm. This and uh, whoever won became uh, TNA Knockouts World Champion number one contender. Right. Uh, if I say Impact Wrestling a couple of times, just keep in mind they were Impact Wrestling for like five years. So they was, were Impact Wrestling for let's see, twenty seventeen. Yeah, Impact Wrestling for five years, six so, years, almost yep, six years. Yep. So uh, if I say Impact Wrestling, uh, just remember that's still in my brain. Yeah. But this was a good match. I really liked it. It wasn't over the top. No. It was. It was. It was a nice tame Ultimate X for what it could be. Right. Because wasn't this the first ever women's Ultimate X match? No, it this was, was not. not. No, 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 no. Um, but Gazelle Shaw won. Mm-hmm. It was a fine match. It was it was something that I expected, but overall I liked it. So I'm I'm gonna give it a full thumbs yep, up. So am I. So I'm happy about that. All right, so this was actually kind of a mess. I did not like this whatsoever. No, it um, was it was a little bit of a mess. Uh Dirty Dango and PCO was the first part of the match. It was like a minute and 30 seconds, and then there was a disqualification when Alpha Bravo came in and attacked PCO. Uh, this whole part was kind of a mess and a disaster. Yeah. And then Santino Morella came out because the heels were beating on PCO and made a six-man tag with these four, including Rhino and Jake something. Mm. Why did we need to do this? And this could have been probably a lot better if it was on the pre-show. Yeah. Why have the... Title match that had a story on the pre-show, mm-hmm. but not this match right. that had a nothing. Yeah, didn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, it was kind of a mess. It was it was a mess from a production standpoint. Yep. I mean, the wrestling was okay at best, but it was just a match. It was a mess producing the match. Yes, it was. <laughs> it, like how we got here was stupid. It right. just it just felt sort of lame and nonsensical. Well, I mean, that's the thing with this. It's like the build up to this was so bad because they just didn't have shows for like three months beforehand. Yeah, and that's why I wasn't covering them because they didn't do anything because right. they were doing the production right. shit. I'm like, okay, I understand they have to do the production shit, but maybe we can plan fucking ahead right. and maybe film some shows and at least get them out of the way. Right. Everybody knows that it's pre-recorded, you yeah. morons. God, I mean, this was such a mess. Um, I'm going to give it an Orange Cassidy thumbs down. They worked hard, and PCO beat um, Dirty Dango's team with the PCO salt. So there we go. This was not, oh that's right. Um, so before this match, there was the MK Ultra taking on Decay match yep. for the TNA Knockouts World Tag Team Champions. Yes, you see how I had to pause there for a second because my brain is like Impact. Right. No. No, it's TNA. Yep. So, uh, I did not like how they did this. No, I didn't like they, that either. They skipped a day. Yeah. To for the title announcements for. No discernible reason. I have no idea why they did that. Well, again, I think they did get some eyes on the pre-show because it was on the pre-show when they did that, right? No, it was during the show. It was no, it was no. The the match was during the show. I right. think the title reveal was earlier. I don't yeah. even think it was on the pre-show. Well, yeah, I think it was between the first and second match, if I'm not mistaken. If they Anyways. were if, if they were going to do this, do it with the TNA goddamn World Heavyweight Champion instead right. of the second stupid ass title. Uh, anyways, um, but yes. The match itself was fine. You know, it was perfectly acceptable. There were some memeable moments, like when um, uh, uh, Killer Kelly was doing some, you know, stuff that I enjoyed, like the whole crawling over. I'm yeah. like, okay, this is I. Yep, and then, and and then, then, then when they like, rose up, I really liked how they did I that. Did, I like that, too. Uh, but, yeah, it was perfectly acceptable, fine. And once again, uh, 
a women's tag team match that really needed to get the division back on track. Mm -hmm. So uh, Decay won with essentially a um, assisted sit-out powerbomb, Mm -hmm. and I'm glad for it. I'm going to give it an Orange Cassidy thumbs up. I kind of wish they announced it beforehand. All right, Chris Sabin defending the new TNA X Division champion against Kushida and Iho Del Vikingo. This was pretty good. I like this match a lot. <laughs> also, right before this, they announced that they have continued the um, partnership with Triple A. Yep. And I think they have a stronger relationship now, uh, which is good. Yep. I'm, I'm happy about that. And obviously, Vikingo being the first person out there as the mega champion. Right. Uh, which is their world champion. Yep. But, but besides the point on that, I like this match a lot. Yeah. Uh, it was exactly what you needed to do to showcase possible new eyes yep. to what the exhibition is all about. Um, the one thing that I think was a wasted opportunity here, because exhibition is not necessarily a weight class, it is the style. Mm-hmm. And I think if they had a bigger guy in this match, mm-hmm. I think it would have showcased that a lot better than what right. was here. Um, no disrespect to Kushida, but I would have put Jake something in this yeah. match. I think that probably would have worked better to showcase that it's not how big or small you are, it's how you can keep up with the division. Right. So, anyways, that's just me. Uh, once again, it's Big Pro Wrestling with Jessica again. I right. think, you know, despite this match being good, you could have done something to showcase it better. Yeah. But it was a cradle shock for the win. Full thumbs up. Yeah. I liked it. Didn't hurt nobody. Nope. Josh Alexander and Alex Hammerstone. This was a great match. Well, okay. So this might have been, I think, Alex Hammerstone's first major match inside of a company that pretty much has a national reach. Like, yep. MLW is not... It's not national yet. No, but it's a big regional one. Like, if you know, if you're if you're maybe a little bit more than a casual fan, you might know about... Well, you know, if you're a wrestling fan, of course, you know what MLW is, but I don't think as many people who are not wrestlers or within that community know a lot about MLW. Right. Um, so this was really that first kind of showcase for Alexander Hammerstone on a more national, maybe a little more mainstream-esque sort of wrestling promotion no i yeah i 100 so uh this was a great match you mm-hmm. can't go wrong and i think it showcased alex in a great light yeah, now i hope that tna sees hammerstone as a valuable commodity and sign the guy right but i haven't heard anything i haven't heard anything either uh but yes it was c4 spike for josh to win mm-hmm. nobody looked bad this gets two thumbs oh, up oh yeah from this me. was absolutely this was a fantastic match yep. you never have a bad match with josh alexander though no <laughs> So for the TNA World Tag Team Champions, ABC Rascals, Grizzled Young Vets, and it wasn't um, uh, uh, Speedball Mountain or whatever they're calling them because Trent Seven could not make it Mm. because of the storms happening um, on the other side of the country. Yeah. So Laredo Kid was the replacement. Yeah. And there were some people complaining that Laredo Kid should have been in it in the first place. Eh, I don't know. Uh, But the Rascals had the title match. For them, because they they had um uh, the call your shot yeah. or a uh, feast or fire rather, the grizzled young vets they had it because they do have a name mm-hmm. within the wrestling world, and then obviously you need speedball Mike Bailey in there somewhere because he's awesome, right? And then Laredo Kid was a replacement, so 
but ABC retained with the fold. Mm-hmm. It was a fine match. It was fine. It was exactly what I expected. A car crash. Yep. Was spot fast. Yep. You have eight people in the ring. It's nothing like, nothing really stood out, right. but it was acceptable for what it was. Yeah. So I'm going to give it an Orange Cassidy thumbs up, and this is being nice. All right. For the TNA Knockouts World Champion, Trinity Jordan Grace. Now, this is when we had the essentially the debut of Ash by Elegance, who yes. was Dana Brooke. Yep. And people were having an absolute moan about this. It's like, oh, this is your big surprise? I do not see what is wrong with Ash in this company. No, I don't see what's wrong with it. Now, people did not... Uh, people probably should have waited before having the moan. Yeah, because there, later. Were, there were other people that debuted in the company. We'll talk about that when we yeah, get there. But just keep in mind that... Some, she's still a big name. She was in WWE, and she was in WWE for a long time. Yeah, she was there for like 10 years. Yeah. Like 10 or 11 years. But not only that, but she has cross-promotional appeal. Yes. Uh, so, But also, there are people who leave WWE, get a resurgence in their career, yeah, and, and then, then come back. back. Right. So give her a fucking chance. Right. Holy shit. It's not... Like, I mean, Lashley, had, Lashley was going through the same thing. Drew McIntyre yeah. had the same thing. Um, TNA is where you go to revive your career. If you have the chops to do it. Right. Now, there are some people who do better than others. Yeah. Uh, but it, people need to chill the fuck out. I mean, help Trinity. Yeah. Trin- <laughs> Trinity. She's in a fucking match. She's in the match. She is the war. She was the world champion, and now she's going back to the E. Probably, probably. I mean, that's what everyone is thinking at this. point. I have no idea. I have back. no idea where else she would go. To be right. honest with you, but uh, I mean, this- she is married to a WWE wrestler, so <laughs> a high up WWE right. wrestler. I- it's Jay, right? No, I think she's married to Jimmy. I'm not sure. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, so it was a good match. Jordan Grace won because Jordan Grace is awesome. But Trinity did a very good job. Uh, Grace's strength is insanity. Yeah. But, and and um, she and, and Trinity really did elevate the division quite nicely. Yep. Uh, but Grace winning it was 100% the right call. Yep. And this gets a full thumbs up. Oh, absolutely. Now let's get to our main event and our post-main event. Uh, for the TNA World Heavyweight Champion, Alex Shelley and Moose. The right person won this match. Absolutely. Because he was symbolically the TNA World Heavyweight Champion for a while there in 2020 and 2021. Yep. Uh, because that because the whole situation with Tessa Blanchard. Because yep. remember, she was World Champion yep. when everything shut down. So, and she would not give their right. title back. So, Moose introduced the TNA World Heavyweight Championship first as a joke, and then it kind of became a, a and then, thing and then, for And him. then it was almost sanctioned. Yeah. It was sanctioned for him to defend the title. Now, it was never considered the main champion of the company. No, but there was a point in time in which the TNA World Heavyweight Championship existed within Impact Wrestling, and Moose winning it in the first TNA show, very symbolic victory for Right. Him. Now, the Impact World Champion, he won the Impact World Champion, yep. but it wasn't that whole thing. This was the symbolism that he needed. Yes. He really helped that company through probably one of the darkest times in wrestling history, oh, period. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing that will beat the pandemic. Right. But again, uh, Moose winning it is just a very symbolic gesture, in my opinion. Yep. And it's a very good way to kind of bring that whole thing back. And Alex Shelley being happy to eat the L and giving Moose that time in the spotlight, I think is awesome. Yeah. But, you know, Shelley was a great champion. He, he was. was. He was a very good champion, and I hope he gets the title back at oh, some absolutely. point in time. Uh, but let's talk about 
Oh, it was a uh, spear for the win. Yep. Let's talk about what happened after. Because that was the big that was the big signing. Nick Nimeth. And if for those who are not familiar, he was Dolph Ziggler in the WWE. So again, this, this, a member of the WWE roster who goes to TNA probably to research. But but, but not only that, Nick already had a big name in the world of wrestling yeah. this year because he did this stuff with Wrestle uh, with New Japan mm-hmm. and Wrestle Kingdom. So they, this was big for TNA. Now yes. is Nimeth signed with TNA or is he doing freelancing? I don't know. I haven't checked. That's I think so- that he is a part of the official roster. Okay. But, um, um, but he's going to be doing stuff with them. Yep. He laid out Moose. Big stuff. Big stuff. And that was the end of the show. Great start. Yeah. Great start for TNA. I hope they continue it. Yep. Um, I hope they follow up with a live show. They have to. Oh, yeah. They have to. And I think they will because they're doing some tapings tonight. Right. So there you go. Now, uh. What are we doing next? Uh, we have a match, I think. We do. We have a very special match. Oh, I cannot <laughs> wait. So we are back. Peanut Gallery. This may or may not be like a like technically a bad match, but it's an iconic match. Oh boy. Uh it is four minutes long. Mm-hmm. It is a older match, so the quality of the picture may not be great. Okay. But this is the Kenny Omega match taking on a legitimate, honest oh, to God, nine-year-old. This, girl. I love this match. <laughs> this is a legitimate, like, no kayfabe nine-year-old girl. This and this match was sanctioned, yes? Yes. Oh, yes. I, I remember I remember this match very fondly. Uh, so, I guess let's start it. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, like, this is a shoot little girl. Yes, and this was a little bit early on in his career in Japan, I believe, right? Yes. I don't remember what this, this year. Was, uh, this was in DDT. What year was this in? 2010 or 11 or something yeah. like that? <laughs> so it's so weird. It is. Like, like there, there are like spots and shit that they do here. It's so bizarre. Like, it's kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> like, look at this. Dude, like, he had the little... He had the little girl's... Like face in his legitimate crotch. Yeah, and he does this a couple of times, and it's kind of scary. I I don't know how to take it. <laughs> it's so hilarious though how he just worked with this okay. nine year old. I would have died if during this spot. You see how fast she was going. Yeah, I wanted him to let go of. Oh my god, just that's terrible. <laughs> just, <laughs> woo. That's awful. <laughs> no, I, I will say Kenny Omega is working with it, and it's you know it's fine. Yeah. It's like, can you say it like it's bad? Now it's it's creepy. It kind of is, but but I I don't I don't know what I don't know what led up to a match like this. I don't know. Is this like her only match? Because like. It's so weird. I know. It's like, is she like a karate kid? Is like she, does she like take karate or something? Because I, 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 I can't, I cannot remember the backstory. I, yeah, I don't remember because this match doesn't have a Wikipedia article, obviously, but everybody knows about it. Everyone, yeah, everyone knows about it. You know, if you're if you're a fan of Kenny Omega, you'll know about this match. And I'm a, I'm a fan of Kenny Omega. I've always had that. Now I'm 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 not gonna be too critical because she's you know shoot nine, but her right. selling sucks. Well, 
Yeah, Kenny Omega, she's, she's also fucking nine. Right, Kenny Omega is obviously carrying this match. <laughs> no, I want the nine-year-old to carry this match. I'm, I'm willing to bet that um, Darby Allen would have needed to carry the match. Probably. Him, but Darby Allen. I, I, want, I want to do a, like a shoot chair shot. Once again, let's grab, let's like... <laughs> it's like... <laughs> See, he was about to. About to throw her. It's... It's just so entertaining. I didn't see. I, I have. I have not seen this match in full, so I love it. Now the crowd is losing their damn minds. Of yeah, fun, I know. So at the very least, there's that. And she's doing a spot. What the heck? She obviously has to be a protege or something. I have no idea. Or else she's related to a wrestler, like or like the owner or something. Yeah. I, I can't remember the backstory. I, I heard it once. Kenny Omega, who's, you know, talked about as one of the best wrestlers in the world, almost lost to a 9 year Oh I wanted that to be a shoot into Guri, just knock the taste out of her mouth. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he might be a goof, but the guy does know how to work. Like, yes. He can work with a paper mache. And this is literally a nine-year-old girl. She, yeah. she is still in elementary school. This is... It's so weird. Like, why did he put her in these weird positions? Like, this is creepy as fuck. Well, obviously, Kenny... Well, uh, you know, unless there's... What the heck? I think it was a time limit. Yeah, oh. it was time limit. I think they only had, like, three minutes to work. But why is he holding her like that? It's so creepy. Well, I mean, he's not—he's not out of the. Oh, I, I, look at that. He's, he's just like, oh, I'm just gonna—I'm just gonna give this to you like a basketball. Just, well, as far as we know, he's not a pedophile, so. Well, maybe we should check Epstein's list. Just to double check. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Kenny Omega's on Epstein's list. So, but next week we don't have a show, so we got to figure something out. Oh, we don't have a pay per view. I'm like, yeah. we don't have a show. No, we, we don't have a pay per view. Oh, okay. So, uh, we'll figure it out. We'll let you know. If yep. you did enjoy this video, remember to like, follow, subscribe, share, all that great shit. Let us know if there's a match that you want us to watch. Yeah. Um, keep it less than 10 minutes, if at all possible. Yeah. Unless it's, like, something crazy, then maybe. But don't, right. don't give us, like, a 25, 30-minute match. Yeah, it has, to be, it has to be kind of unique or bad in right. some way. Right. Unless it's, like, so bad it's good. Right. You know? But, you know, as always, be majestic.